0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Quarter past five, wherever you may be listening on SEN 657 in Perth and through the wet suburbs of Perth. Gee, it's been a cold day today. As I said, I think our coldest day for a long, long time with the temperature just over 12 degrees. But it will warm up and we're in for some sunny winter days uh, coming up. Uh, so look, we can look forward to that. Also for those people listening on SEN Spirit 621 through Bunbury and all through the beautiful southwest uh, in the gold fields at SEN 1611 on DAB Plus Radio at SEN Peel or on the SENWA app. It's great to have your company here on this Tuesday. Let's talk about world football. And uh, Adam Peacock, uh, you know him very well, has been involved in uh, the televising and the commentary of world football for a number of years, Uh, works uh, and writes for Code Sports and also does a bit of work for SEN in Sydney and uh, certainly knows uh, the round ball game, the world game. Adam, thanks for your time this afternoon here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Hi Pete, how are you? I'm very well. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Uh, Certainly intriguing the start of the EPL season. It started just a fraction early this time around because the hiatus that the Premier League will have when the World Cup rolls around commencing November the 21st and of course going the World Cup until a week before Christmas. But the big story to come out of the weekend is no doubt Manchester United. The fact that they lost at home... Mm -hmm to Brighton by two goals to one. The last time that happened, I think it was in the FA Cup tie back in 1909. United, the big losers out of the weekend.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it was a fine point on it for Manchester United because, well, overall, they need time to get better. But when you're a new manager like... Eric Ten Hag is, and you've got a very impatient fan base who are protesting out the front of the ground about the owners being involved in the club sometimes. You don't have that time. You've got to get it right straight away. And, yeah, they look like a team still stuck in old ways, being taught new ways. And, unfortunately, Brighton saw them coming from Manchester United's point of view. Great for Brighton that they uh, picked them apart a bit in the first half and, and they couldn't quite peg them back. Look, it, it wasn't an unmitigated disaster, but it was the worst possible start, if you can mm. call that those two things in the same sentence.
1: And, of course, uh, we saw Manchester United here at Optus Stadium. They played that friendly as part of their Australian uh, tour. They took on Aston Villa, and it was a very entertaining game in pretty ordinary conditions. The pitch was pretty poor because of the rain we had leading up to that, a two-all draw. But some of their players looked okay, Hernandez and Rashford and others, but they have lost a few big names. And, of course, there is that question mark over Cristiano Ronaldo and where he's going to sit going forward.
0: Yeah, it looks like he stays because he was involved on the weekend. He came on just before the hour mark. So I think there's no certainties. but by the end of the month, when the transfer window shuts, he'll still be a Manchester United player. That's how it's playing out at the moment. But, yeah, they just... Yeah, that uh, trial form, which basically those preseason matches were over in Perth and around the country, are one thing. But I, I I knew even when they beat they smashed Liverpool up in uh, Southeast Asia mm. before they got to Australia. I didn't know that once they start playing against teams who realise how Manchester United want to play, it's very orderly how he wants to play Ten Hag with the ball. Um, he wants to be a high possession, quick moving. Ball, um, ball movement, that if you turn the ball over quickly, then you can pick... And that's what happened to the second goal for Manchester United. So if, if they're not fully in unison, they can be got at by a well-organised team full of good players. And, and Brighton certainly proved that on the weekend.
1: Yeah, certainly was. Saying that, Liverpool, of course, are regarded as one of the real challenges for the Premier League title uh, this season. Uh, Manchester City started off well, of course, uh, winning... Uh, against West Ham away from home by two goals to nil, and They looked very, very slick indeed. On the other hand, Liverpool had a fight on their hands at Craven Cottage against newly promoted Fulham.
0: Yeah, and they looked... Oh, it's, it's harsh to say they looked as clunky as Manchester United because that's set that aside, Manchester United. That's a story in itself, but... Liverpool did look a little dysfunctional at times in that game against Fulham. Um, It looked like they were still getting their legs as well, um, still working out their patterns and and movement. And Fulham set up really well. They found it really difficult to play through the middle, Liverpool, so they they got frustrated there. Two-all draw. I think at the end, Jurgen Klopp, he, he wasn't totally convinced about the legalities of both Fulham's goals, but he was totally convinced about that's all his side deserved at the most, was a draw, because they... They did, for all intents and purposes, come off second best against a very good promoted side. So Fulham can look at it and think, oh, we're a little unlucky and it's a, probably a very good time to get Liverpool, given they've had such a huge few seasons and maybe the, the short turnaround in the off-season is is a contributing factor. But, um, yeah, they, they did well to get a point in the end, which sounds really weird, Liverpool.
1: Yeah. What about Manchester City? They seem the team to run down, aren't they? they? They look like, even with their recruitment... Uh, they look like certainly the team to beat.
0: Yeah, whether or not they've got the... Because they're going to have a lot of players go to the World Cup. Whether or not they've got the depth to to cover all that remains to be seen. But uh, slick was the word that you used earlier, Peter. I totally agree with that word. is against uh, West Ham, and that's a really difficult place to go. Um, the, the Olympic Stadium and West Ham have had a great couple of seasons under David Moyes. So to come up with a performance like that and all the chances that they created, and yeah, they, they, they let a couple of chances... Um, go against them as, as the game went on, but really there was there was only going to be one winner in that. So it's a it's a perfect start for an away performance to win like that. It's it couldn't get much better for Manchester City.
1: So you look at the uh, top contenders, Adam, and of course Manchester City will be there. Liverpool will be there. There's talk about the London clubs, uh, Chelsea and Tottenham and Arsenal. How do you see it uh, falling out uh, in relation to Champions League spot? And people aren't talking about Manchester United getting anywhere near the top four, which is quite damning again on that uh, huge club.
0: Yeah, I think it's a race in six. And and you'd be brave to suggest that one of Manchester City and Liverpool won't win the title, um, given the battles that they've had over the past three seasons. So you, you put those two in the top four, that leaves two more spots for four more teams. And I think it's pretty even between Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Manchester United. It's about in this first little period who can pick up as many wins as possible, get through the World Cup with, a, with as few injuries as possible and then reset for the new season and perhaps go into the market as required in January uh, to, to top up. But, yeah, I, I, I can't really split them at this stage. I, I wouldn't be... like I, Before the season, I said Arsenal and Chelsea to finish top four, but it was without conviction because Spurs, obviously, they got off to a great start on the weekend. They'll play much tougher sides than Southampton, who they thrashed. And Manchester United will get better. So I don't think it's definitive anything out of the weekend, but it was very impressive from Spurs and Arsenal in particular to get off to the starts that they did.
1: I know that you're a Newcastle United supporter and they beat newly promoted Nottingham Forest in their first home game at St. James's Park on the weekend. But as we know, with the new Saudi investment now, and they finished off the season pretty well last year, but prior to that, they were perennial strugglers. What about Newcastle mm. United? Do you think they'd be aiming at a top-half finish this season, wouldn't you think?
0: Yeah, as a fan, my par would be eighth. And anything below that is a disappointment. Anything above that is a pleasant surprise. Bang on that is, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that going forward. And it's going to be incremental improvement. I think when the Saudi Investment Fund took over and everyone looked at how much money that, that crew has, uh, everyone felt, well, they're just going to buy their way to a title within two years. It doesn't work like that. It it, it can't work like that. It didn't work like that for Manchester City 15 years ago. And rules have changed to lessen the impact of a sudden influx of funds with financial fair play. You have to build up slowly, and that's what Newcastle have done. Eddie Howe signed a new contract to tie to the club for an undisclosed period. We don't know how long the contract is, but I can only imagine Eddie is okay when it comes to finances for the next couple of years. Um, but he's done. he deserves it because he's done a great job. The, the intensity of Newcastle, the way that they're, they're matching it with some of the better sides and not struggling against the sides that they're expected to beat, i.e., with all due respect to Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest on the weekend, they dominated that game and they totally deserved three points, probably mm. a couple more goals. So, impressive start, but that said, next week it's a trip to Brighton and Brighton are feeling pretty good about themselves as well. So, it's a bit of a wait and see with Newcastle, but I think they can finish top top half, definitely.
1: A couple of final questions. We'll just get away from the Premier League and look at the Socceroos and in particular Celtic, with Aaron Moy, of course, going to Celtic. Harry Kuhl, now an assistant to Ange Postecoglou at Celtic. A real Australian flavour, can Ange make it back-to-back titles, Scottish Premier League titles? What are your thoughts? Uh, and a big night tonight for Rangers, isn't it? I think they play in that uh, Champions League qualification match after losing 2-0 away. They're back home trying to beat the Belgium side, who, from all reports, are a pretty good outfit.
0: Yeah, they're, they're up against it in that, but I'm not going to count it um, out a, a full house at Ibrox for, for Rangers. So, um, yeah, that's... I wouldn't say definitive, that particular first league result for the, the overall result, but... Uh, Celtic, yeah, it's, it's going to be between themselves and Rangers. Rangers improved at the back end of last season. So that, that once Giovanni von Bronkhorst came in for Steven Gerrard and they got used to his method, they, they got better. So as the season went on and they closed the gap a bit to Celtic, but still... And what he did, um, should never, it should never be underestimated what he did in his first season there, because a lot of Celtic fans thought it was going to be a a three year turnaround, but it wasn't, it was a one year turnaround. So I think definitely he can do it again. He's got good squad depth. Aaron Moy, he's only playing a bit part role at the moment, but he'll get plenty of more minutes before the World Cup, which is great. For the Socceroos, so yeah, definitely, Ange. The most intriguing thing for me about Ange this season, especially in the first part, is how Celtic fare in the Champions League. The draw mm. hasn't been done; it will be done in a couple of weeks, so we'll know. But if he can get them out of the group in the Champions League, well, it's not quite winning the Scottish title for Rangers uh, for Celtic fans. But it's, it's still a magnificent achievement to, to get a Scottish side out of the group stage of the Champions League. So we'll see how he goes.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to it. And had a pretty good start, of course, uh, beating Aberdeen at home in the first game there at Celtic Park. Now, we've had a couple of texts uh, on the temperate bedshed text line here, Adam, on 0487 736, 736 Adam, nice to hear your voice on SENWA. There you go, mate. You've already got a fan base over here. Uh, this yes. is from Roy. Roy says, "Can you ask Adam a question? I won't ask you for your top three commentary moments of all time, but in your time involved mm-hmm. in uh, covering the World Game, what is your most treasured moment at the moment? Because Roy wants to hear from it."
0: Uh, Twenty fifteen Asian Cup was pretty special. That night when we scored an extra time against uh, against Korea, and, and and doing the coverage for Fox, and the the coverage all month, that month for Fox was. Was unreal to be a part of, and, and being on air to to come back and actually coming back on air without a voice because I was yelling so much. So <laughs> I, I forgot the role between professionalism and being a fan for a the moment there. But that, that was a treasured memory, and also the amount of laughs that I had with Robbie and Bosett back in the day when we did the Premier League as well. That like seriously, it was like uh, it was like a comedy store sometimes um, working with those two. So yeah, probably those two, Roy. Yeah, I, no, I, team, I, but I there's plenty. I enjoyed your banter.
1: I enjoyed your coverage when you Fox. I thought it was terrific. Uh, in some ways, we miss it a bit. But anyway, no disrespect to Optus, but certainly the Fox coverage in its day was very, very good. Thanks for joining us, Adam. I really appreciate the chat, and we'll, we'll keep in touch here on SENWA. We've got a legion, an absolute legion. You can tell by the attendances that we've got at the games here, featuring uh, those uh, teams, Man United, Aston Villa, Leeds, and Crystal Palace, that there is a, a significant... Uh, portion of this population that loves the world game. So we'll, we'll keep in touch. Thanks for joining us. Sounds good. Cheers, mate. Good on you. Adam Peacock uh, joining us here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. As I mentioned, you can join us like uh, Roy has on the Temperate Bed Shed. Text line 0487 736 736. we give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line 131255. Who do you think will finish uh, in the top four of the Champions League spots? In the EPL, for me, it'll be Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. And I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs get that fourth spot ahead of Arsenal, Manchester United, and a few of the others. But anyway, I'd love to get your thoughts. It's uh, always tends to be a bit uh, dominated by those two that I mentioned, Man City and Liverpool. They are the strong clubs at the moment in the EPL, even though Liverpool had a bit of a stuttering start. 28 past five, back with more in a moment here On Drive with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.